Welcome to Prep Sports Network. I am Brian Stanley. This is the Coach's Show. Joining me as always, head coach of your Mission Prep Royals, David Schuster. Coach Schuster, welcome back. Uh, what uh, an exciting week we had um, in Carpinteria. Things got a little tricky for you. Uh, starting out, there was no JV game as anticipated by Mission Prep for whatever reason. You guys regrouped, uh, pulled some of the more skilled JV squad players up to varsity, gave them some time to, in the varsity game. And you came out with a big win, uh, 51 to nothing over Carpinteria Warriors. And we had a running clock the entire second quarter. Uh, Want to jump out real quick before I give you your thoughts. Uh, Kobe White, Mama Leah's Pizzeria, player of the game. 13 for 19, four touchdown passes, one interception, 252 yards passing. Now, when we picked the Mama Leah's Pizzeria player of the game up in the booth, Coach, all we see is the four touchdown passes. Uh, I get all these other stats once you go through tape and, and post it to Max Preps. Um, so these are all great numbers for Colby White, uh, as he's progressing through his junior year at quarterback, uh, let's talk about him and let's talk about that win. Yeah, it was, um, you know, um, unique circumstances, a little bit of a miscommunication with us and Carpinteria, but, uh, you know, appreciate Carpinteria hosting us and, and the hospitality they showed us, um, you know, we pulled up every JV kid. There's a few families that, that chose to, to drive home, and that was fine. We understood. Um, and so we had every JV kid that stayed, we put in the game. And um, and so it, it, it created, a, in a weird way, um, some, some new energy, a little bit of fresh blood on the field where, where kids were just getting an opportunity to kind of have their first varsity experience, and that kind of pumped up the sideline a little bit. Everyone's having some fun there. So... Um, really, really pleased with how we played um, in the CARP game. We essentially told our kids, um, you know, hey, we, we really want to compete. We want to get after this. And if the thing, if it gets out of control, then we'll, you know, we'll call off the dogs and put everybody else in. So, you know, it got out of control early. And, uh, and but it allowed us the opportunity to get some work on some things that we've been uh, stressing for a while. We had a two-minute drill at the end of the first half that I was very, very happy with because it, um, kind of uh, allowed Colby and the offense the opportunity to work through a couple of issues. Um, and then uh, defensively, felt like we did a lot of really good things there. Jacob Butler in particular really stood out. Um, Jaden Broyles on defense and on offensive line, really, really pleased. It was his first game that he got to play this year. So really happy with the way he played as well. Um, so, you know, overall, very, very happy, very pleased with this win. Nobody got hurt. And, uh, you know, kind of onward and upward at this point. I, I would say one of the things that stood out to me about the game, Coach, was first off, uh, the the punt game by, by Carpinteria was actually pretty well uh, orchestrated. I know that you guys didn't really do any – make any attempts to return the ball on, on the punt game. But they – their punter was able to get the right – spin on the ball to push the ball in favor of Carpinteria if it went onto the ground. Yeah. And that's not something every punter can do uh, in a game. And, you know, sometimes you get the ball bouncing back towards the line of scrimmage. Sometimes it ricochets out of bounds, but he was getting it downfield. 
And that's what you want to see as a punter. And the, the other one was alignment for the uh, Carpinteria that was just jumped out to me. And I'm trying to pull them up here real quick. Uh, 74. And, yeah. 74 Alfredo Lopez. I want to, I want to name him by name. Alfredo Lopez for Carpinteria. This team, you know, it ha- it's taken its bumps and bruises. It's a young team has like five seniors this year. So it's a young team and it is taking the bumps and bruises, but they have some highlights. The punk game was really strong. Uh, you know, granted, we don't know what it, the return game would have been like, but getting the ball downfield into, you know, at one point he had a ball go uh, down to inside the 10 yard line, which is good for the Carpentry Warriors. And then, you know, 74 Lopez, Alfredo Lopez was doing some heavy work on defense going up against Caleb Alalem. You know, that, that, those are big matchups. Yeah, we, um, you know, the reality is those games are very, very difficult um, in, in a lot of ways. It, it's they're, they're, it's a no-win situation. You know, we signed the contract two years ago before COVID. Both schools decided to keep the contract. And, and at the time we signed the contract, both schools were in very different places. Yeah. Um, and COVID hits. Post-COVID, both schools decided to keep the contract because it was just easier. And then as by the time we got the film, it was obvious, man, we've elevated really fast and and CARP has not been able to keep up. And so, and, and, and honestly, Coach Robinson is rebuilding that whole thing from the ground up. And so we had very active conversations about changing the game, um, finding a different opponent and, and logistically like, hey, you know, is this really the right thing to do to play you guys? Um, at the end of the day, by the time we got to about midweek, both schools just felt, you know what, we're better off just playing this game. So we really tried to be very, very cognizant of that. Very, very, um, and we want our kids to compete and play hard and get after it. And then um, we gave some other kids an opportunity to play pretty early. So, um, you know, I, I felt very much like there's they've, they've got some very tough kids. And I've been in enough situations on both sides of the ball where you're, you're getting blown out and then we've blown out other teams where the punt game, we don't, in those situations where you can tell, we don't usually field punts on purpose. And and I won't get into all the reasons why, but I'll say two main reasons are, um, number one, more kids get hurt on punt than almost any other play. And at least in my experience. And just the angles get funky as soon as you start picking up that ball and you start returning it. It just opens up some angles for some kids to really get hurt. So we just generally go, especially if you've got a physical mismatch there. Hey, we're not going to field the punt. We don't really, you know, we're not interested in getting anybody hurt here. Um, and then the other one, frankly, is uh, uh, we just we want to. Sometimes you, you field those punts and you've got a physical mismatch, and then you just kind of almost like it almost feeds itself. You have several punt returns for a touchdown, and then it turns into first quarter is 42 nothing and it's like dude, this is getting really really out of hand fast yeah. and you know, in an effort to be you know kind of respectful but also keep everybody healthy and a number of other reasons as well we don't generally feel punts in those type of situations so and then from a personnel standpoint or from a strategy standpoint for us um we're getting the ball back no matter what and so we've always just told our punters hey just don't mess it up and uh, just know that no matter what, if you don't mess it up, we get the ball back. And that's the most important thing. So, Yeah, and I agree uh, completely with your stance there. It keeps the game fairly balanced. And, and it does allow your team to 
to face some adversity within the game as well, especially starting at, down in their own 10-yard line. Uh, that's some adversity that you wouldn't have been able to practice in that game if you would have returned that ball because that ball would have been, you know, at the 35, at least at the 35 yard line at the minimum, even with a fair catch, it would have been somewhere in the 25 yard line. Um, So uh, I I agree with the the protocol there coach. And uh, we're going to move on now after the, the four uh, your fourth win. I, I, let's back up too first before we move on. I do want to plug that it is your fourth win uh, of the year. You're four and oh, and you're 4-0 for the first time in 11-man football. So you are climbing You're climbing the ranks, shall we say, and, and making an impact on the Central Coast. I know you don't like to, uh, to boast about your own accolades, but I want to plug that for you. Well, you know, I appreciate it. It's really just it's a culmination of a lot of people working very, very hard behind the scenes. And uh, grateful and thankful that um, – you know, the program and the school have been as supportive as they are of me. And, uh, you know, kids really, you know, kid had a coach tell me this one time, and it's absolutely true. Coaches don't win games, but they absolutely can lose games. Players win games. And so, yeah. you know, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, coaches lose game, players win game. I completely agree with that. Let's move on now. This is a, a segment that we've uh, talked about. And then uh, I started uh, digging. Um, first off, it's a, uh, it's a photo segment. So you're going to. You're going to get to see some photos uh, here. Uh, haven't come up with a name. Uh, I guess we'll call it peek in because we're going to peek into coach's life. And, and uh, coach uh, was uh, at first a little timid because he, you know, as most high school coaches and teachers are, they, their personal life is their personal life. Their, their classroom and their coaching life is their coaching life. And they keep those two separate because of the students. Um, so I was like, is Twitter open fair game? And he's like, yeah, I'll let you have that one. And then I found all the photos that covered all the categories coach coach, that that felt met my criteria of my original vision. (laughs) So they're public, they're they're already public knowledge. So that's why I felt like if I asked, if you could, if I could use them, we're already good. So we're going to start off here. Hopefully I don't mess this up with a screen share because uh, though I'm pretty smart with electronics, I'm still kind of novice at Zoom. So here we are with a screen share, Coach. Let me know if it works for you. This is our first photo. Uh, let me tell you the date first. See if you re- recalls your memory. I'll tell you now. All the photos came from uh, Twitter. April 7th, 2013. Okay. Okay. That is the date on the photo. And here we go. Okay, coach, here's our photo. And and for those who don't know what this is, here is your tagline for this. Turned in my gear and called it a career in the Marine Corps. What a ride. Never be the same. Semper Fi. Coach, can you tell us a little bit about this day and this moment? (laughs) Yeah. uh, um, Oh, man. So everybody signs a... Um, everyone signs a contract in the Marine Corps. The last two years of your of your contract, you essentially are called what's IR. And you have the option of showing up every day or at some point you just go, hey, you know what? I'm going to go start 
transitioning over to civilian life and uh, and you're still kind of on IR and, and, you know, theoretically you could get called up at some point, but generally you have that option at some point to just go, hey, I've served my, my six years, my eight years, whatever your contract was, those last two years on the contract, generally it's an eight-year contract, um, at least the one I signed. And so those last two years there were uh, uh, IR, and I was about halfway through IR, and I just felt very much like, man, I, it, the, this football coaching career is starting to take off. I'm, I'm enjoying doing some other things in, in my civilian life, and I wanted to start to kind of explore those things a little bit more. And I just felt at that point I was starting to transition out. There were a couple of young guys. I was I was the head. I was the um, the intel. Uh, I was the Intel chief for, for fourth light armored reconnaissance battalion. And there were two young guys who were really just starting to kind of take off that I was uh, teaching. And, and I felt like it was kind of their time to take over the shop and my time to kind of move on and do some other things. And I knew I didn't want to make it a career at that point. So uh, I think it was April, I don't remember the date, but I just felt at that point, I think I, I just woke up. I was like, you know what, I'm done and uh, grabbed all my stuff drove it up to uh to s4 and, and turned it all in and so yeah it was an emotional day no doubt and coach you, you you say you 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 turned your gear in to focus on football and that leads me to my next photo okay. and this was posted on january 18 2015 and this photo will look very familiar to you as well i'm sure and this photo is tagged the grace brethren varsity <laughs> football staff has been awarded Coaching Staff of the Year by VCFCA, which is the Ventura County uh, uh, Fellowship Christian Association, if I remember correctly. Fellowship yeah. of Christian Athletes, excuse me. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. There we go. I think it was, um, I can't remember the organization. It might have been VCS Preps or somebody. But, yeah, that we were – it was us, and I don't remember who the other – the large coaching staff was. But we were – it was at the All-Star Game. Um and yeah, we were we were nominated and we were selected. And I think that year and the couple of years prior, people had really started to notice what we were doing at Grace. Obviously, Coach Henderson kind of you know uh, forefront in that picture. He's there's a lot of really special faces in that picture. Brian Bergfeld is now the head coach at, at uh, Big Valley Christian, doing an incredible job there. And, and Brian, frankly, taught me everything I know about offensive line. I coached with him for many years. Um, Dan Lombardi, who was a head coach for a while as well. My brother's on the very far end of the other picture. And then Josh right there in the middle um, uh, in the gray. So just a lot of really special. And there's a lot of other guys that, that should be in that picture that aren't. But, yeah, it was, it was a cool moment. We got uh, nominated and selected as small schools coaching staff of the year. And, and uh, coming out of that, man, I keep in contact with most of those coaches almost every day. It, there's a there's a lifelong friendship that I have with that Grace Brethren staff because we did some incredible stuff and we put in some ridiculous hours. And uh, and it's just there, there's a very special bond there. I love all those men dearly, think so highly of them, and they've had a tremendous impact on me. So that was a very special moment. Very cool. And coach, uh, the next photo is is not pertaining to you directly, but we do have a new sponsor here for the coaches show, and that's Central City Motorsports, uh, based out of Santa Maria, California, and they are a specialist in air flex air ride suspension. 
They are both a distributor and a installer for Air Autoflex Air Ride Suspension. And Autoflex is both for uh, uh, is primarily for recreational vehicles, uh, trailers, uh, RV trailers, and things of that nature. Uh, the owner Craig McDonald, a great guy. I've known him since my teens, uh, and he's helped me along the way many times. Uh, he has a lot of experience in, in building uh, uh, just interesting projects. He did one for uh, Shorty Rossi, who runs um, uh, Shorty's Rescue, uh, might know him as the pit boss on the Animal Planet Network. And um, he converted an RV into a mobile uh, rescue clinic for uh, Shorty Rossi and Shorty's Rescue. So, uh, and that was a complete RV, completely revent, uh, with a, 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 a three table uh, lab or, or uh, not a lab, but a clinic space in the back that is completely sterilized and uh, as if they were in a veterinary clinic. So great guy, appreciate Central City Motorsports for jumping on board with us. Uh, you can visit them at centralcitymotorsports.com or three, four, uh, 2345 A Street in Santa Maria, California, 805-345-3080. And coach, here's a little tidbit that uh, I just want to plug for myself. I designed uh, Craig's logo there for Central City Motorsports. Yeah, there you go. So, and then I also designed his website for him to help him out, try to boost this new business he's starting. So uh, I appreciate that, uh, Central City Motorsports. Give him a holler, give him a shout out. Uh, they do some tremendous work over there for recreational vehicles. Um, they also do uh, RC cars and they have a street uh, car polishing, especially for like that car that you see, that Cadillac, uh, the Cabaret. Beautiful car. Moving on. Coach, here's our next photo. And this one is uh, dated uh, May 10th, 2019. And I know who you know, you know who these kids are. Thankful for Braden Farr and Chase Jones. Faithful men to the end, excited to watch them compete. And they went on to the next level, uh, Dort and Buena Vista University. Uh, their impact has gone beyond the field, but we are losing them. Uh, sorry, we are losing 200 tackles and 14 interceptions combined. Tough to replace, faithful men. Coach, uh, I believe this. these are your first recruits from your program. Yeah, they were, the, they were the first two, um, you know, and it really speaks to how special both of these young men were that, uh, you know, we were an eight-man program and people still had uh, high interest in these two young men. And, uh, you know, just very, very proud of both of them. You know, they, they've, they've got um, very distinguished careers here at Mission Prep. Braden Farr is, is highly regarded as uh, one of the – one of the best leaders we've ever had. Um, Chase Jones, one of the most accomplished careers we've ever seen. Um, you know, he, he did some incredible stuff for us and he was a major part in our success in, in, in that eight man season, that the championship season. Um, you know, and, and I don't think most people realize, I think that 2018 season, more than any other reason, the reason we were so good because our defense was suffocating. And um, nobody could score eleven man or eight man because we had those three eleven man games, and, and we were we were very dominant defensively in all three of those games as well. 
and Braden Farr and Chase Jones really kind of solidified the back in there. And, and uh, it was just a, it was a very special, very, very proud moment. It was kind of my first two guys. I was, I was heavily involved in a lot of kids who, who went on from Grace Brethren. But it's always different when it's your program and, and, and your guys specifically. And, and, and I love those kids from Grace dearly. There's some special, special men. And uh, But Braden Farr and, and Chase Jones are, are two very, very phenomenal men. Love them both. Excited for both and, and actively rooting for both. And, you know, and, and they've got uh, – they've been on campus before. Kids do, love seeing them, love hearing about their stories. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an exciting deal. And our last photo uh, via Twitter is going to be October 27th, 2020. And any real Dodger fan would know that date because that's a championship date. And, and here's our photo. Yes, Dodgers. So much fun being able to watch it with Caroline. I was three months old last time around. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was a. Uh... I was in, I was born in '88, and uh, the Dodgers won in '88, and uh, so it was you know for for COVID being such a crappy year, that was a pretty special moment to um, to watch it with my daughter, and she she understood enough of what was going on, and and she and I were having fun, and so that last inning, she and I together were just kind of having a lot of fun watching it and cheering, and she's a, you know she was really into it, and you know. Uh, my two daughters, Caroline and Diana, they, they mean everything to me. They're, they really have, I will say in the last two years, man, they have drastically changed my perspective on life. And, uh, and my, my wife does an incredible job with both of them. Um, I'm so deeply thankful and blessed that I have uh, the three girls in my life that I have with, uh, with my wife, Olivia, and my two daughters. And so, but that was a very, very fun, very special moment. And, you know, Caroline's really uh, picking up. Uh, athletically what's going on. She loves going to football stadiums. We took her to the Fresno State Cal Poly game and she loves going to all of our football games. So she's she's got an appetite for it too, which is cool. And coach, that is the end of Peekin with David Schuster. I appreciate you uh, partaking in that. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I hope you did. Yeah. Uh, it was. Cool. I wanted to, you know, take a walk down memory lane for some of the people who may not uh, realize your background as much as what they see at Mission Prep, uh, not everybody gets to sit down and talk to you like I have or and some of the parents have. Uh, so uh, I appreciate that. Let's move on. Uh, we have a game coming up this Friday, October 1st. It is your uh, league opener in the Ocean League, and it's against the Atascadero Greyhounds. You're on the road again this week going up to A-Town to face the hounds and in the spring meeting uh you were pretty dominant over them uh and it was a 56 to 6 win your biggest win of the season last year and uh you 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 handled the dogs pretty well on your home field but you're going up against longtime coach Vic Cooper who has a lot of tricks up his sleeve and has been able to pull out a win this season when people have been looking at the dogs as kind of uh, limping along, and they're one and four, but the dogs are still the dogs, and they can still bite. Yeah, you know, I've got deep respect for for Coach Cooper and his program. It's it's a storied program. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I feel very much like, you know, last year we were able to take advantage of a couple things. His roster was really depleted from, from kids playing a lot of other sports. Um, and we kind of had everybody back except our seniors. So we were able to really simplify some things on offense and, and we, we were able to take advantage of it. Um, and, um, you know, I, I feel very much this year probably is going to be a really, really interesting, very different story. Like you said, Coach Cooper, they've been doing this for quite some time. So the idea of them coming out and um, and not being prepared is just not going to happen. I know he's going to have all kinds of different stuff ready for us. Um, you know, we feel that, you know, this is this is a very good team that we have. And he is he's got everybody back. Um, and he's got some dudes on, on that defense that, that we really have a lot of respect for. Um, that we think could play that are going to give us some matchup issues. And so, you know, I, it, it's going to be really, really exciting. I can't wait to play there. I've been waiting to play there for quite some time. And, and I, I, that, that environment's going to be really, really fun and special. It's a great stadium, great people, um, great opportunity to really kind of showcase what we're about, but also compete against a really good team and kick off league. And so, uh, you know, league games, man, you got to throw out whatever preseason was and whatever you were doing in preseason, you almost throw it out because it's just, there's so many aspects that, you know, the intensity ramps up. Uh, it means so much more at that point. Uh, it has, you know, long-term ramifications. And so I, I fully expect we're going to see everything. Um, anything and everything is, is possible in this game on both sides of the ball. So we're excited for it. We can't, we can't wait to compete. Um, you know, they're a great program, historic program, and, uh, you know, just can't wait to get after them. Yeah, some of the names that are coming back this year for uh, Coach are, are Evan uh, Muscardi, uh, quarterback, uh, and, and he was, you know, he might have been a little banged up last game, not not showing everything he had, but this time around, he, you know, I think he's going to bring the, the thunder with him. And then on defense, you're looking at C.J. Bell, being a threat and, and along with Wyatt Mulhall uh, being a threat for you. So they, they do bring some threats and, and some potential uh, match mixed matches on you on the defensive side. So you're going to have your hands full with coach uh, Cooper and the hounds as uh, you, you go up to Tascadero this weekend or this Friday night, excuse me, not this weekend again, Friday night on prepsportsnetworks.com. 7 p.m. PSN TV, the Tascadero Greyhounds host your mission prep Royals as co head coach David Schuster looks to take the Royals to 5-0 in 11-man football for the first time in recent history. Coach, any final words before we sign off? I'm excited, man. We can't wait to get after it. League's finally here, and uh, hope everyone's out there at the game and, and um, you know waiting to get, uh, see some good football. And we appreciate you joining us as always. Uh, go ahead and check out our sponsor, Central City Motorsports at centralcitymotorsports.com. Uh, for everybody, uh, Chris Sylvester, David Schuster, I'm Brian Stanley. We'll see you next time.